I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. This week, important show, we're talking about sleep and how important sleep is to your health. Now, how many people have sleep issues? Raise your hands. Most of you should be raising your hands. If not, maybe you're too tired to raise your hand. I don't know. I can't tell you how many patients come into our offices and say, Dr. Joe, or to my doctors, my other doctors, I have sleep issues. I can't sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night. Um, I can't get to sleep. I can't stay asleep. I have snoring issues. I uh, have weird dreams. So we're going to get into a lot of issues today about what causes sleep issues. And then most importantly, what you can do about it. I don't want to leave you hanging here. So let's dive right into something called sleep apnea. This is the big one. Most folks have, who have sleep issues um, have this sleep apnea issue. Sleep apnea is a disorder that causes poor sleep quality due to uncontrolled pauses in breathing. You take shallow breaths during sleep and suddenly you wake up startled. My father had this. Now my father had a big gut on him and it was weird because I remember he'd, he'd be sleeping and if I, I, I'd hear him snoring and then I'd hear him stop. And I'd be like, uh-oh, what happened? And for a long time, what seemed like a long time, and I'd go over, put my finger under his nose and everything, and then he'd wake up again. So if you have these breaks in the sleep issue, that's called sleep apnea. So during the night, someone with sleep apnea might repeatedly stop breathing for up to 30 times an hour, often for very brief periods, and the time uh, that, they fall, that they, they'd start breathing again can change, and without the person being aware of this, in fact. It's a scary finding uh, that many people with sleep apnea think they actually get a good night's sleep. They wake up and go, okay, I slept fine, I slept through the night. You didn't, because there's different levels of sleep. And the big one is the REM sleep, not the, not the band from Athens, Georgia. But REM sleep is rapid eye movement. That's when you get into that deep, deep sleep, and that's when the body heals. Now, as a chiropractor, my job is get you well and keep you well, and I want to get you healed as quickly as possible. So if you're not, sleep is one of these big issues. If you're not getting the proper sleep, you're not going to get the results that we want you to get as one of our patients. Because we want to get your nervous system working, your digestive system working, and your diet right. And if you're not getting the sleep, all these other things are not going to work as well. So this is alarming because it's more than just heavy snoring. It's a serious medical diagnosis, even could be, be potentially life-threatening. And it can lead to a lot of negative symptoms and decreased quality of life. These breaks in the normal breathing cause less oxygen to make its way into the brain and elsewhere in the body. And people with sleep apnea are triggered to wake up suddenly out of their sleep and gasp for air uh, in order to reopen their airways and start and th to get the breathing process going again. This can cause symptoms including loud snoring, choking noises, poor sleep, feelings of fatigue, people with anxiety. A lot of times anxiety is related to this and later on, we're going to talk about how it's all related to the digestive system. Uh, sleep can take years off your life if you have these sleep issues. Long-term complications of sleep apnea can include increased risk of heart attacks, stroke, diabetes, obesity, depression, uh, memory problems, uh, viruses breaking out, sexual dysfunction. Sleep disturbances have also been known to be correlated with car accidents, poor job performance, uh, low grades in school, high susceptibility to getting colds and flu. So it kind of affects every aspect of your life.
Now, many people with sleep apnea use a breathing mask to help control the symptoms. But once again, that doesn't get to the underlying cause of the problem. As always, my, my approach with your health is I want to get to the cause of your problems, not just treat the symptoms. So some of the causes could be inflammation of the throat muscles. Unfortunately, sleep apnea can be, uh, fortunately, I'm sorry, sleep apnea can be treated and prevented by making some lifestyle modifications, including things like losing weight, reducing inflammation in the body, improving your diet, exercising, getting regular chiropractic care. What happens with chiropractic care is that you can have a pinched nerve in your neck, and the nerves in the neck control your throat. So if you have a pinched nerve in your neck, that can affect how the throat works. The other thing I'm gonna to get to later, but I wanna cover now in case we run out of time, because it seems like we always do, is it could be a digestive issue. Now this, I find, is the number one cause by far. In fact, we even get patients referred to us from sleep, sleep study centers. They do the test, they say, doc, yes, the person has sleep apnea. Yes, the person is waking up a lot. No, they're not going into REM sleep. And then we say, what do you do about it? Well, we can give them an oxygen mask. We give them a CPAP. Well, that doesn't treat the cause, it treats the symptoms. So they'll send them to us. So what happens is, and you've heard me talk about this on a number of shows, the stomach can push up against the diaphragm. You have a sheet of muscle called your diaphragm. It divides your body in half. And you have a hole in the diaphragm. It's called the lower esophageal sphincter. And when lower esophageal sphincter opens, food drops in, the sphincter closes, it drops into your stomach, digests food, and you pass it on to your small intestine. If the stomach is pushing up into the diaphragm, in bad cases, it's called a hiatal hernia. So if the stomach is pushed up into the diaphragm, we might have to adjust or pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. And in about 85% of the patients I test, and my staff tests, they have some form of this. Now, sometimes it's more severe, sometimes you don't even notice it, but we, it takes a very simple test we do in our office, and we can actually massage or pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, and that helps allow the diaphragm to drop down so that you can start breathing again. So what happens is you're standing up. Gravity is pulling your diaphragm down, your stomach down, and that's how you breathe. The way you breathe is your diaphragm drops down, your rib muscles expand, and you suck air into your lungs. To exhale, the diaphragm pushes up, and the air is expelled. That's breathing. You're doing it all day, every day. You don't even think about it. But when you lay down at night, if the stomach is pushed up against the diaphragm, now the diaphragm can't drop down. So you're not getting air into your body. So you gasp for air. So in many, many, many cases, if there's a sleep issue, a snoring issue, a digestive issue, we can pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm so that you can, digest, you can breathe again, but also so you can digest your food. How does this work? Your stomach's job is to take proteins and break them into amino acids. It basically dissolves proteins. And your protein in your stomach is kind of like a ball of twine, if you can imagine that. So your stomach has acid in it that breaks it down and pepsin and pepsinogen. It unravels this ball of twine. Then it passes into your small intestine where your pancreas kicks in and it breaks it down even further, kind of chops this ball of twine up into something called amino acids. The amino acid tryptophan combines with vitamin B6 and creates a chemical called 5-HTP. 5-HTP becomes serotonin in your brain, which is your happy neurotransmitter. Serotonin becomes melatonin, which helps you sleep. So some people say, well, Dr. Joe, I can take melatonin. Yeah, but then you're, you're, you're messing up the body's natural rhythm because the, the pituitary gland says, okay, I sense that there's a lot of uh, uh, melatonin in the body, so I don't have to make my own. 
And that's where I have trouble with hormones. Sometimes you need them, but taking a hormone from an outside source isn't always the best thing. So if we can pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, it helps with breathing. It helps with digestion, break proteins into amino acids to produce neurotransmitters, which then lets you go to sleep. So the main thing that I see with sleep apnea is that. Now, there's other things we're going to do as well. But let's talk about how we can diagnose sleep apnea. To confirm whether or not you have sleep apnea, a sleep study can be done. And it's, it's performed in a sleep center. And a sleep apnea test consists of multiple tests that record and transmit your physical activities while you sleep. They watch you and monitor you on a computer. So typically, sleep specialists are required to provide effective sleep care, uh, care for their sleep apnea. However, you don't have to go to a sleep specialist in many cases. A 2018 study suggests non-sleep specialists can manage and diagnose obstruct, obstru obstructive sleep apnea and provide effective and adequate care for the condition. So that means you can do a lot of this yourself. Now, researchers gathered information from five randomized trials, seven observational studies, and they found that diagnostic testing and severity classification of sleep apnea were accurate with both specialists and non-specialists. So this is one of the things you can do yourself. So sleep apnea treatment. Number one, <clears throat> excuse me, reach and maintain a healthy weight. One reason that weight gain increases your risk of sleep apnea so much is because it makes it more likely that you're gaining weight on the inside of your neck. So you gain weight everywhere. You can't just gain weight in one area. So if you gain weight on the inside of your neck, it affects the throat muscles and your breathing capabilities. The more overweight you are, the more likely you are to have sleep disturbances since fat deposits around the outer airways can obstruct normal breathing. Some experts recommend taking a measurement of your collar size and your neck circumference. It's really simple. If you're a man, circumference over 17 inches, for a woman over 15 inches, you have significantly higher risk of sleep apnea. So <clears throat> if your th throat is too big, you can have sleep apnea. So what do we do? We can lose weight. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, and just type in the search bar, weight loss. We've done shows in the past on weight loss. People come to me every single day. Dr. Joe, I can't lose weight. I used to be fat, full disclosure. I used to be fat when I was a kid. I have stretch marks on my, my arms, my chest, the back of my legs. I understand how hard it is to lose weight. So weight loss is not a diet, it's a lifestyle. You have to decide, I don't eat certain things. I went vegan three plus decades ago. And I did it because it made sense to me. But oh, another benefit of making decisions on how you're going to eat is that certain foods I can't eat because they have animal products in them. They have eggs in them. They have milk in them. Can't do it. It's pretty simple. I went to a party the other night, and it was at the Atlanta Braves Stadium, and it was in a box, and it was a big party, and they had food there. And the food was hot dogs, hamburgers, french fries, cheese, liquid cheese, artificially processed cheese food spread, uh, uh, caramel corn, can't say the brand name, uh, potato chips, and then I had an open bar. Guess what? I had a seltzer, and I had nothing else. Now, was I hungry? Yeah, I was. But I wasn't going to put these foods in my body because I know the side effects. It's not worth it. It's okay to be hungry. One of my producers, Sierra, I love that phrase. She said to me one day, she goes, Dr. Joe, what I learned is it's okay to be hungry. It's not bad to be hungry. It's okay. So if you're hungry, what you can do is carry food with you. Carry bags of nuts in your car. Carry some trail mix in your car. Make sure it's organic trail mix. And so if you have to have a snack, you have it in your car. But that's how you lose weight. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. I don't eat animal products. And one of the benefits to me is 
I can't eat certain things. Even bread many times has eggs in it, so I can't do it. So if you go to website, drjoe.com, we have several shows on weight loss, and you could pick up some good ideas on there. So when you're hungry, another tip on weight loss, you're not hungry for food, you're hungry for nutrition. So the better you eat, the less hungry you're going to be. That's why if you ever ate a big meal, like Thanksgiving, for example, you eat all this junk food, you're stuffed, two hours later, you're hungry again, I want dessert. Why? Because your body's not hungry for food, it's hungry for nutrition. That's why so many patients take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. That's the minimum supplement you should take every day. And one of the great comments I hear from this is, Dr. Joe, I'm not as hungry when I take your supplements. So losing weight is going to be, uh, is going to be important. Now, unfortunately, struggle with, struggling with obesity uh, is a big issue, and getting poor sleep and having sleep apnea all seem to be part of a vicious cycle, since a lack of sleep can mean lack of weight loss. So now you're, as Elvis Presley said, I'm caught in a trap. You're overweight, so you can't sleep. You can't sleep, so your metabolism is changing, so you can't lose weight. So not only does obesity increase sleep apnea risk, but sleep apnea can contribute to many of the same diseases that obesity does. Now you got a double whammy. Research shows that sleep apnea adversely affects multiple organs and systems associated with cardiovascular disease, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes is another word for that, systemic inflammation, inflammation throughout your whole body, visceral fat deposits, fat depositing around your organs. If you're overweight or obese, a reasonable goal to aim for is losing about 10% of your body weight. And you can do this. This amount has been shown to help reduce the symptoms because it can help prevent the airwaves from collapsing in on itself. Now, sleep and reduced inflammation around the throat muscles are really good tips for reaching and staying at your healthy weight. Uh, th again, listen to our shows. Another thing that happens as women get older, their estrogen levels drop. And we did a show on this on hormones. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, listen to women's hormone issues. We did a whole show on this, on not just this topic. But as women's estrogen gets lower, the muscles get weaker. And as the muscles get weaker, the muscles around your throat get weaker, and they kind of get lax. They kind of get, I hate to say flabby, but they get flabby. And that can cause the uvula to drop down, and that can cause sleep apnea as well. So we can do that by making sure we balance out our hormones. So listen to the show on women's health, and you'll learn, and we did one on men's health too for men, and you can learn how to get that hormone balance, uh, hopefully back in, back in the way it's supposed to be. Other things you can do to help maintain your weight and get your digestive system working better. Eat a high fiber diet. Some of the best sources of dietary fiber include the things that I've been telling you to eat forever. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. You can do legumes in there as well. Uh, don't eat peanuts, by the way. Peanuts are a legume. I don't like peanuts. They have a fungus on them called a mycotoxin. Uh, all of them except Valencia peanuts have this mycotoxin, and a lot of people have reactions to that. So I'm not a big fan of peanuts as a legume. But lentils are great, beans are great, uh, you know, peas are great, so those are all fine. Um, if you're going to eat grains, I recommend you stay away from wheat. Most people have wheat sensitivity. Uh, you can do quinoa, which is great. It's Q-U-I-N-O-A, I think it's spelled. From New Jersey, can't spell very well. Uh, but quinoa uh, is one you can do. Um, uh, uh, millet is another one you can do. Brown rice if you're going to do it. Um, try to stay away from the wheat, though. That's really important. You want to aim for at least... 30 grams of fiber a day. Better is 50 grams of fiber a day. Now, here's the thing. If your goal is to get 50 grams of fiber a day, you're going to be eating a lot of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds because that's where your fiber comes from. There's no fiber in animal products. There's no fiber in butter, cheese, yogurt, meat, dairy products, no fiber. 
So how do you want to get there? Well, I'm going to eat a fruit and vegetable diet. Great. Well, I've got to get a high fiber diet. Well, what can I do? Eat more fruits and vegetables. Either way, you get there. You can use certain herbs which help. They're called adaptogen herbs. Things like maca, ginseng, rhodiola. They can help control health issues that can make it hard to lose weight, like adrenal gland issues. High amounts of stress can cause you to gain weight. Thyroid issues, if you have leaky gut syndrome. This is funny. I was talking about leaky gut syndrome 30 years ago. I guess it was 30 years ago. And it was like, what is leaky gut? There's no such thing. Now it's commonplace. So here's the thing with this show. Everything we talk about is going to become commonplace. It's, I've been proving it for 30 plus years now. That's why if you go to website, drjoe.com, we have over 1,000 hours of podcasts there. Pick the topics you're interested in. Listen to them. You're going to be way ahead of the curve. So leaky gut was like, eh, it's kind of airy-fairy thing. Now it's commonplace. Adrenal fatigue is another reason why people can't lose weight. Your adrenal glands produce adrenaline to give you energy. They also produce prostaglandins, which help control inflammation. We talked about inflammation around the throat. And they also produce your hormones, like your sex hormones. And as we get older, men and women, our hormone levels drop, so our muscles get weaker. And so if we can get the adrenal glands working properly, that can help balance out your hormones. Uh, just eating bad foods, cellular toxicity, uh, yeast infections. Here's a little tip for you I want you to do. Everybody should do this. It's free. Tomorrow, tonight when you go to bed, put a glass of water next to your bed. Clear glass of water. Okay, just clear glass. When you wake up tomorrow morning, get a big mouthful of spit. You may scrape, scrape, your, scrape your tongue with your teeth and just get a big mouthful of spit and spit into the glass. Wait up to an hour. And if you start to see little tentacles come down, almost like a jellyfish, that's telling you you probably have a yeast infection. Then you need to call our office and we can send you out a test kit and we can test to see if you truly have the yeast infection. And then if you do, we'll put you on a yeast protocol. So many people have yeast infections and it causes so many health issues. And a lot of people say, well, doc, I have these issues. Nobody can figure out what it is. Many times it's something, I hate to say as simple, uh, as a yeast infection. And then you got to work. It takes a while to fix a yeast infection. It's not like I take an aspirin, my headache goes away. It takes a while to get that yeast out of your system. Uh, but it can be done. And if it's not done, chances are you're not going to get a lot of these health issues resolved. Uh, adrenal support, very important. I take Dr. Joe's adrenal support every single day. It's one of the supplements I take. I take Super Greens Essential Source, Dr. Joe's Omega-3, adrenal support, uh, B-complex, because the adrenal glands, as you get older, get weaker, just like the ovaries and the testicles get weaker. And we can feed these organs to make them work better. Instead of giving you an outside source of hormones, we have your body produce their own. And I like that way better. So we do that by feeding the, the organs supplements. And Dr. Joe's adrenal support is excellent to get those adrenal glands going. Exercise is important. Exercise is a prescription for good sleep. It helps regulate hormones. It adds muscle mass. It burns calories. It can break up nasal congestion. Try to get at least 30 minutes of moderate activity every day, such as a brisk walk, uh, most days of the week. Go to our website again, drjoe.com. We've done shows on exercise. Now, you don't have to go work out. You don't have to put on your headband and go sweat. Stay in motion. And if you listen to our shows on exercise, we talk about that. The easiest, quickest thing you can do is get around 10,000 steps a day. Now, there's one study that came out recently that said 7,000 steps is enough. I'm going to say do 10,000 anyway. How about that? Just get a pedometer, put it on your belt, 10,000 steps a day. That's the equivalent of a 20-minute aerobic workout. So how do you do that? Park far away and walk. When I pulled into the studio today, 
I pulled up and I looked up the parking lot and I saw a, a parking space right near the door. And I said, ho, ho, the holy grail of parking right near the door. But I said, no, I'm going to park far away and walk. And it's a little uphill. I got to walk up the parking deck. And I could drive up to the top floor of the studio here and come right into the studio. Or I can park on the bottom floor, walk through the studio downstairs and walk up the stairs. Little things like that are going to get you to your 10,000 steps a day. Unless you want to go work out, you want to hit the gym, you want to do aerobics, you want to run. Excellent. I support that. For most people who don't like working out, these are just little tricks. You're going to get similar benefits. You want to avoid excessive alcohol, which is going to help with weight loss and sleep issues. Stop smoking. Stop vaping. Overuse of sedatives. Alcohol has been shown to interfere with sleep quality and can actually also relax your throat muscles, including the uvula and the palate, which is that little punching bag in the back of your throat, and that, that helps control breathing. Over-the-counter sleep age, want to avoid them. Sedatives, prescription tranquilizers can have the same effects. They can lead to worsened snoring and other symptoms. Plus more grogginess during the day, lack of performance. Uh, of course, we talked about smoking and alcohol contribute to inflammation and retention of fluids in the airways. How about mucus? <clears throat> How many people have that every day? It could be the acid reflux that we talked about earlier. It could be from smoking, alcohol, and the two foods that number two, number one and two foods that produce mucus are wheat and dairy products. So I strongly advise you cut out your wheat and your dairy products for many reasons today, specifically for smoke, uh, for sleeping. Smokers have three times more likelihood to have obstructive sleep apnea than people who have never smoked. And just in case you need another reason to quit, there it is. Work on quitting smoking. If you do drink, plan on not having any drinks at least three hours before you go to bed. Treat that acid reflux. We talked about that. Acid reflux can go up into the throat and cause congestion. It can irritate the throat, cause mucus. Uh, it can cause coughing. Many people suffering from sleep apnea and heavy snoring also have medical problems that interfere with normal breathing like acid reflux, congestion, chronic coughs, nasal congestion. Uh, this leads to difficulty breathing through the nose and that can worsen symptoms or even contribute to the development of sleep apnea. Now, in cases of esophageal reflux, that acid reflux you have, it's possible the acid is making its way into your throat and into your voice box, where, where it causes irritation around the throat muscles, and coughs might also irritate the upper airways as well, and that can cause snoring. So adjusting your diet, reducing the things that cause the allergies, you can raise your head up a little bit if you need to until you get it fixed, can help the problem, but you gotta get that acid reflux fixed. That, again, is the number one thing that I see and if you missed that part of the show, if you're just joining us, this show is on my website, drjoe.com. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, and type in the search bar GERD, G-E-R-D, we have a great article. It's real short for those of you with attention deficit disorder. Uh, you can read the article on GERD. We talk about the techniques that we use in our offices that I teach all my doctors to do. It's amazing. People come from all over the world to have us work on their digestive system. We have somebody coming in next week from Romania. We have to sign papers, letting, let the government know, yes, they are patients. This is how long we expect to have them here. So this show, of course, is nationwide. It's the number one show in the country. So people will listen to it from all over the world and say, I need to come see you. And the results are spectacular. It's just amazing. In most cases, I can't make promises. Other things you can do, humidify your bedroom. Some people report decreased snoring, less congestion, and clearer breathing when there's a humidifier on in their bedrooms. If you have dry air, of course. If you're in the Atlanta area, it's living in a steam box every day. A humidifier might be able to help encourage your sinuses to drain and more air to move through your airways. You can also use essential oils like eucalyptus oils. That's the same kind they use in uh, the, the chest rubs that your mother used to put on you. 
Uh, so if you get those natural chest rubs, some of the commercial ones have chemicals in it, get the natural ones, rub it on there, have eucalyptus or menthol in there, and that can open up your airway. So mom was right. When she rubbed that on your chest, um, she was right. She didn't know why it worked. She just knew how it, she didn't know, she knew why it worked. She didn't know how it worked. She didn't understand the mechanism behind it. Now we do. Again, adjusting your sleeping position can elevate your upper body. Might be a good idea, but again, from a chiropractic standpoint, you're twisting your neck. That can pinch nerves that can go into your, uh, your, your throat. So getting to the cause of the problem is much better than treating the symptoms. If you have a healthcare problem, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, sleep apnea, acid reflux, I want you to go to our website right now, drjoe.com, make an appointment to come see us. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge in the Atlanta area. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Again, the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.